2: Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself do us a solid subscribe to the inspired evolution podcast on youtube the home of the inspired evolution podcast now sit back relax open your mind open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired keep evolving To the inspired evolution. And we've got with us once again Adam Row. Adam, how are you, brother Bear?
3: I, I was doing really well ten minutes ago and then we talked a lot and now I don't I got nothing left.
2: Yeah. What can I say? <laughs>
3: I told you I got nothing left. So I hope I'm going to try and string something together here so that everyone gets some value. I don't know. We'll see how this goes.
2: My best 10 minutes, my
3: best 10 minutes already gone, bro. We are just ever. hanging out. Not just,
2: not just, not, not just, not just the best 10 minutes on this show. Today's best 10 minutes ever. The best 10 minutes of my
3: entire life. You guys just missed it. You just missed it.
2: It's always the way, isn't it? It's like that song by uh, Tenacious D. It's like, this is just a tribute to the greatest song in the world. (laughs) So this episode can be a tribute to the greatest 10 minutes ever in the world. For those shooting into Adam for the first time, he's an artist. He's a poet. He's a coach. His whole thing is creativity, business, and relationships. There is so much deep diving that we can do in all of these areas. If you haven't checked out his podcast, please do There's heaps of insights in there. He's a complete open book. You're going to love it, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. And yeah, I love just uh, how creatively we've opened this episode already.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, you gave a, ye- like a yeehaw to begin it. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to match. I don't know how to match that. Bro. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to do here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask a question. Maybe we'll start there. So creativity, bro, what does it mean to you? Cause when I tune into your work online, like, you know, Last time we had you on, you were like focusing on some different things. And since then, like creativity has just become the central focus. And I'm not surprised, like so much of your work as an artist, as a poet, as a coach, is you creating, you know, your life, your dream. But it's like really now like focusing on that creative piece and like actually almost like if I think about Adam, I actually think about the word creativity. I also think about the word relationships. But what does that creativity actually really mean to you?
3: Uh, uh, well, so since we last spoke, I've actually devoted my life to creativity, to, mm. the, to being in devotion to the creative muse. And mm. the reason for that is mm. because as I've walked this path of creativity, I've developed this um, worldview. And I'm not going to say that it's the truth with the capital T, right? Mm. But it is my worldview that creativity is the path of our most fulfilling, efficient, and effective evolution. Mm. Because uh, what it is to me, creativity, when we define creativity for a moment, creativity to me is the process of putting together patterns that your brain's never put together before. Mm -hmm. And really what we're doing in reality in general is putting together patterns, all day long, that's what your brain does. Mm. Your brain puts together patterns of letters, words, sounds, light frequencies, patterns of events. You look at your life in the past and you put together certain patterns. And mm. that's why when you go through personal development and you look at one of those things differently, like, oh, why why did my dad say that to me when I was seven years old? Like the moment you look at that differently, it changes the pattern. Mm. And the pattern changing means that you've just changed meaning. So at the end of the day, All our brains are are pattern-making and recognizing machines, Mm -hmm. and we assign the value to those patterns, which is another way of saying that your consciousness, meaning what you're aware of, is what you're able to put into a pattern. Mm -hmm. what can fit into your worldview. Mm -hmm. And so if creativity is the process by which you put together new patterns, Mm -hmm. creativity is literally by that definition, the process by which you expand your consciousness. And not only that, as someone who spent most of my early personal development years and spiritual awakening going trauma hunting, basically, what's the next thing that's wrong with me? What's the next wound I could find? Let me heal this. Let me heal this. Let me heal this.
2: You just going trauma is, hunting. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, dude. I was a trauma hunter. I was a trauma hunter and I was a breakthrough junkie. Like, what can I say? I was both of those things. And At the end of the day, what I realized was when you put your energy and intention and intention into something like that, you're going to resolve it. If Mm -hmm. if there's a wound that you want to figure out, if there's a trauma you want to heal and you put energy into it, you will. And you're going to wind up still in the the shit. You're going to wind up in the sewer because I had to go into the shadow constantly searching for that next thing to find. Mm -hmm. On the path of creativity every time you say, I want to create something beyond what I've already created, all of your fears, doubts, and beliefs are going to come up. Mm-hmm. All of it. The part mm-hmm. of you that says, I want to launch a podcast. The part of you that says, I want to start a new business. The part of you that says, I want to raise my rates as a coach. All of your fears, doubts, and insecurities are going to come to the surface. So you're going to have the opportunity to look at them and work through them. But when you're done, you will have just created something. Mm. There's a fulfilling reward at the end of that. Mm-hmm. I just created a new program. I just um, called in a higher level paying client. I just launched a whole new song on Spotify, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's so fulfilling and rewarding. And you're not left in the sore; You're on the playground when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go searching for the wounds and the traumas. They'll reveal themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather find them on the playground than in the gutter.
2: It's such a profound, profound shift that you're sharing there because I found this on the journey in Inspired Evolution as well. Coaching people is like there's, you know, trauma hunting is a really interesting way to describe it. And I love just how succinctly that paints the whole picture. Um, Your way with words continues to inspire me, bro. But it's um, this piece around we can dig in the shadows and consistently work on it. And there's definitely value in that. Like no one's saying that there's not. But it comes to a point where, like you said, like, you know, you keep digging and you keep digging and you keep digging and you just like that, like, I'm not saying the whole is infinite, but you're always going to, you're human, right? Like you're always going to have work left undone to do. It's just part of the human evolution, right? But there's something to be said for okay like you know what about me showing up what about my light? what about me exploring some of that and moving forward into that path following that trajectory and like you said some of your stuff will hold you back like you'll be like oh there's some of my shadows there's some of the things holding me back there's some resistance pieces oh okay and it gives you some capacity to look at your stuff within the 3d world right that creative process that you go through and when you start unpacking that you can actually go oh yep i can identify that and you can choose to shift it or you can choose to keep it right But oftentimes what I find is if you keep doing that enough, eventually you have created so much stuff that it actually gives you more capacity and bandwidth to actually look in a little bit deeper as well and go, actually... I'm actually more comfortable looking at my stuff because I've actually created and I'm actually like, I've got enough light. Let's call it that. Like, I know that sounds super weird, with this conversation, but do you know what like, I've got to not have enough light to be able to actually look at my shadow sometimes is, you know, does that make sense as I'm articulating it? Does that follow the path of creativity yeah. in your opinion, in your experience as well?
3: Yeah. 100%. And also like, think about it from, if you go to the gym,
2: mm-hmm.
3: if you go to the gym and you, you see someone doing an exercise, you, 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 want to try you would be able to do it Mm. um and just for simplicity's sake let's say you see someone benching 200 pounds and you go wow i want to bench 200 pounds Mm. and you've never bench pressed before and Mm. you're out of shape and you're overweight Mm. and your joints hurt and all of that that stuff you can't just go and bench press 200 pounds you're gonna hurt yourself Mm -hmm. but what you can do is go and take the bar that's 45 pounds and start with that Mm. and you can start doing some push-ups and all of that that stuff and when you put the bar, that's resistance. Mm. That is resistance that you are literally overcoming with your intention and your mm. force of will every single time. And through overcoming that, you will develop more strength and resilience in your muscles. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be able to put 20 more pounds on that bar. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, wow, okay. And now now what just happened is you increased the level of resistance, mm-hmm. but you're stronger now. Mm-hmm. And so when we go into our process of expanding our consciousness, every time you want to expand, a.k.a. get stronger in mm-hmm. your consciousness and mm-hmm. the energy, energetic capacity that you have, mm-hmm. every single time, it's going to require you to put more weight on the bar.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's going to require you to, to, to move past your current level. Because once you can bench past 200 pounds, your next goal might be 250. <laughs> Or your, yeah. your next goal might be like, wow, I can bench press 250, but I didn't do any legs. Mm. <laughs> and now I want to be able to squat 200 mm. pounds. Okay, now I got to start that process. And when we think about it from a working out standpoint, mm. it, it makes so much sense. It's like, mm. yeah, I, w- I want to do something that I, I, I'm I not currently able to do. It's going to require me to overcome resistance. That's going to be uncomfortable possibly painful. Mm-hmm. I might be sore. I might get frustrated, but it's okay because that's the process by which we get stronger. And I want to do it because I understand that one, it's good for my, me overall and my health. And it two, it's a goal that I have.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: when it comes to us as humans, as expanding spiritual beings of consciousness, I find that there's this idea that we're supposed to, like, it's, it's either one, people think it's supposed to be easy. Hmm. or two, they, they get frustrated with the process Hmm. or, um, when they think they've taken like two steps backwards, they're like, ah, like I thought I was over this and blah, 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 blah. and they can, they can just give up. Hmm. And I don't understand why it's so different for people. I don't, I, I encourage people to think about it as you are working out your consciousness so that you can, have more energetic capacity which is the same as your muscles because when you get stronger you have more potential energy in your in your muscles for what they can do how much energy they can move and so similarly when you increase your consciousness you can move more energy mm. you're able to hold more
2: i love that so the metaphor being that like you know when you're working on just your shadows is that when you can like see the bar and it's like it's got 200 pounds on it already and you kind of want to move it but You just, your stories get in the way and you're just like thinking about it and processing it. Like what is it being left stuck in your shadow and not following the creative path in that process?
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
3: it's the difference between working out in a beautiful gym full of really hot chicks that cheer you on versus yes. working out, working out in a dark dungeony gym where the moment you're done with your set, you have a, someone that's yelling at you that you're not doing enough and like move on to the next thing and like whipping you with chains. Mm. You know, it's <laughs> at the end of the day, That's what I mean. Like, you're going to work through that trauma. You're going to work Mm. through that wound, but the experience Mm. and the payoff and the journey itself can be so different. I used Mm -hmm. to have my own personal training business. I was a personal trainer for about eight years Mm. before I got into quote unquote life cooking. Mm. And I um, used to look in the mirror when I was working out as a trainer. And I would say to myself, my inner dialogue was you skinny little bitch. You better lift this weight. You better Mm. lift it, lift it because you're, you're too small. You're not attractive. You're not people like you're going to get beat up, but Mm. whatever it was. And then after my whole spiritual awakening, after I really learned to love myself, I go to the gym now and I'm so nice to myself in my inner dialogue. Mm. I think to myself, man, I love this. I really enjoy it now. Mm. And the, the exercises are the same. Mm. The workout is the same. The difficulty is the same, but the experience mm. is entirely different. And mm-hmm. I feel like my body has actually responded so drastically much differently. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So drastically. I work out way less than I did back then, but I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, just physically, but also like internally and mentally and emotionally and all of that. And so that's the difference between the 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 shadow hunting thing you'll still do the exercises you'll still mm. resolve the wound still resolve the trauma but why would you choose the path that doesn't have the beautiful payoff um of of self-love because honestly creative self-pression is the deepest act of self-love that you can give yourself
2: mm, totally agree totally agree because there is like you know there's literally just that like expression is just the opposite of depression in so many ways like i know that there are people with chemical imbalances and like some severe trauma and i don't want to sound like disrespectful but i found personally in my own journey and that's probably the safest place to speak from like so much of my depression when i was struggling with it came from the lack of authentic expression and not being able to express myself so I express put it out depressed was like me just bottling it in bottling it in bottling it it was such a challenge and so yeah i totally i totally get what you're saying and it takes like it's almost like I find it like a chicken and an egg thing is what you're describing, right? Because it's like, you need a little bit of self-love to be able to express yourself. Like, you know, a little bit of like, okay, I'm worth it. I, my messages are worth it. Like, I can actually put this out in the world. But then a little bit more of like that you do that, it's like actually you get received for yourself and being with it. And it's like, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Like the more you creatively express, the more self-love that is able for you to harness and access. Would you say? 100%. I,
3: I believe that creative... Your creative energy is the purest frequency of your soul. Mm. And so it's the thing that makes you unique. It's, mm-hmm. it's the reason why if you and I were saying, let's write a poem about the same topic or let's draw a photo, let's both mm-hmm. look at a photo and draw that photo. It's going to be unique. Yours mm. is unique. Mine is unique. The way that we choose to dress the way that like anytime there's any involvement of creative energy, mm. it is unique, to Mm. that inner individual and that is so beautiful because the reason it's it's an act of self-love is because you are saying in the moment that you are allowing your creativity to be expressed you are literally saying i am worthy of letting my soul out Mm. listening to my soul and letting it out into the world i am strong enough to to put it out into the world, even if it means people are going to judge me for it or shame Mm. me for it. It's a very vulnerable thing, but I'm strong enough to do that. And I love myself enough to want to put it out there in that way. And that loop of saying I'm strong enough to do this. And my voice is my soul is worth being heard or Mm. seen that feedback loop is there's nothing else like it. And I work, Mm. I work, My one-on-one clientele is generally multimillionaires who are um, incredibly successful in terms of business and they have the houses and the cars and all those things. And every single one of them, when they hit that point where they're like, yeah, I I don't really need to make more money. I will, but I don't need to. Mm. And what I want is more creative creative expression i want to feel like more of me Mm. is actually you going out into the world in
2: all the things that they do yeah i love that and one of the things i was hearing in there is like creativity is not just like yes you guess it's unique but i think it's even deeper than that right like it's like sacred like we are a creation and it's almost like i would say like our birthright, but also some sort of like birth obligation to be creative do you feel that way or is it just me tripping out
3: well the energy that created you is creative energy. Right? Do you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, you totally. can't separate you can't separate yourself from creative energy. It, yeah. it is the reason you're here. It's mm. in the fabric of your being. Mm-hmm. So when you say it's your birthright, it's not just your birthright, it's the thing that gave you birth. Mm. Like the creator Creation, mm. we are a part of that. Mm. Creative energy is the same thing as sexual energy because they life, it's life force energy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So life force energy can be funneled into creativity, it can be funneled into sex and sexuality. Mm. It's the same energy, it's it's life force energy. And so that energy, when not being funneled into creativity, will funnel you can funnel it into sex. And and the the cool thing about that is when you realize it's just life force. It's just literally the purest expression of life. Um, You realize you're here to create,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. to Mm procreate. You are here (laughs) to create more life. Mm -hmm. You are here in every single moment, creating Mm -hmm. with every thought that you have, you know, heart math and all of these other places are proving that the thoughts that you have and the emotions that you feel have an electromagnetic energetic signature that go out into the world. So that literally means that the thoughts that you are having are impacting the Mm. alchemy of of frequency around you, which then is traveling out into the world and being broadcast out there. So you can't help but create. Mm. You can't help but you create. <laughs> you're creating new hair, you're creating new cells. You're creating new words when you speak. You're creating new thoughts in your head. Although 95% of your thoughts are generally thoughts you've had before. We can go <laughs> into that. But my point <laughs> is that you can't help but create. It's <laughs> how you got here and it is... in in every moment experience of of where you're at so why if that's the very thread of and the fabric of your being Mm. then it would only make sense that the path of amplifying your creative expression would be one of the highest
2: paths for your own evolution that you could Mm. possibly walk i love that let's uh dive from there bro like you're a creation you're a creative force You were put like you are a creation and you talked about you know kind of the the matrimony between male and feminine energy and you know how that came together to even give you that life force energy of being created dancing with another creation yeah it's like that creative energy that creative life force then dancing and seeing itself being witnessed and created by another um yeah by another (laughs) basically um in there, like I know a lot of your work is on relationships as well. So let's can you tell us a little bit about how you view, you know, that creative force. And then obviously, you know, we are consciously creating, but then also someone else is consciously creating and potentially creating together or creating each other into existence there. Like, can we explore relationships from that creative worldview perspective?
3: Yeah, so I, I think that we're all on a giant scavenger hunt through <laughs> life. Yeah. We are on a soul scavenger hunt through life. Yeah. We come in here and we're playing this video game that we get to like move through the world and we get to decide, do I want to go this direction or that direction? But <laughs> we are in, in search of, and not even in search of, but we are up leveling. You know, mm. we're scavenger hunt. Let me gain this experience. Let me gain this skill. Let me gain this um, knowledge. And if I'm God which you could argue part of me is, or I am a fractal, right. Depending on your beliefs around it. Mm. And, but if I'm God and I'm thinking, okay, what is the way in which I can get Amrit to, to go where I, he really wants to go. Mm. He, he wants to create this big vision for his life. Okay. That's going to require him to learn these skills and he should probably meet this person So Mm. that he can have the baby that's going to then amplify this aspect of his life. Okay, that's the path. Great. How do I help guide him down that path?
2: Mm.
3: My answer, what I would use, is love.
2: Mm.
3: And that is my belief. We fall in love with people. We fall in love with places. Mm -hmm. We fall in love with activities. Mm -hmm. We fall in love with just so many different aspects of life. And that, that doesn't have to be romantic love. Like just to like, Oh, I love this food. I love whatever <laughs> it is. Right. There's just that, that thing that separates it from everything else, mm-hmm. that person that could be a friend where you're like, I just love that human versus these people who I like,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: you can fall in love with someone. That's a complete stranger that you just meet. And you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I love you. I love you. (laughs) And as a single man, I've, I've really learned this, you know, this year being of being single after so much time in monogamy, like to me, what that's an indicator of is that there's something there for you. There's Mm -hmm. codes, there is lessons, there is learnings, there's expansion and the more deeply you feel that love, it's because there's more growth available to you in that person, place, thing, activity, whatever, Mm. than anywhere else. And so creativity is like, most people that I know aren't being creative in ways that they don't like. Creativity (laughs) is generally associated, (laughs) generally are using your creativity to do things that you enjoy doing. Yeah. Usually the things you don't like are ones that don't allow you to be creative. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's just another way of looking at this where by following the creative path, what you are following is your love, mm-hmm. you're following the spark, you're following the joy. Mm-hmm. And that is 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 applicable to places things and people and when you find that person and you feel that spark and that spark is not something that you can define it's not something Mm -hmm. that we have any understanding about you can say it's about pheromones and this and that but there are beautiful, beautiful humans that you might see and go, they are so attractive. And I just don't feel that spark. Mm -hmm. And then there are people where you go, this person is entirely wrong for me and not what I would normally go for. And yet there's something there. There's something special. And I believe that those sparks falling in love with a place in in the world is a way of the universe spirit, God telling you, Hey, here's, here's an opportunity for you to up level. Here's Mm. some growth. Mm. And so when you come together with someone in that way, um, it's magic. It's magic. And the growth is going to be deeply, deeply amplified. And so that's how I tie creativity and relationships because that energy is, is, again, it's life force energy. It's that love energy and love is what expands us. We don't ever expand ourselves. Every time you've had a major expansion or I've had a major expansion, it's because we've allowed love into a place we previously didn't. And it, love will expand us every time it enters into a new space.
2: Well, <laughs> that last little bit really got me. So, <laughs> well, the whole thing really got me because I, I, I what I'm picking up, like, creativity and love, the synergy of like them being basically one and the same with different labels is pretty much what I was taking away from your sharing, Um, which feels so right because even like when babies are born, like two people are in love and they're creating something and that procreation and like love, creativity, love, creativity, the synergy between the two almost being one and the same. And exactly what you described, your passion projects. It's very hard to be creative in areas that you don't love. Can you go, can we drill deeper onto that, you know, love expands you you don't expand and grow because even what you were describing both love and creativity were a facilitation to your growth fundamentally it's like you there are things here for you to grow into therefore you feel the love therefore you experience your creativity seems like growth is almost like this hallowed ground that we're driving towards um yeah can we unpack a little bit around what you just shared in terms of you've never expanded but it's actually the love that expands you
3: yeah so like what was your last big expansion
2: uh probably having a son (laughs) perfect
3: i think that was it that's a huge one that's a huge one so in that in that you felt the expansion there's so many ways in which you expanded because in that moment you now need to, there's so much that you're thinking about. There's so much that you're feeling. There's so much that you're now capable of that you didn't even realize, like killing someone with their bare hands. If they ever touched it, you know what I mean? Like like so much stuff. And so in that moment of expansion, my question
1: for you is like, what did you do? Hmm. You you didn't
2: do anything. No, it's just pr- you didn't do anything. Actually, actually, just to sort of reflect back to you on the process through the last twelve to fourteen weeks, the key piece of body of work that I've been on is actually surrender mm-hmm. and doing less and trying to get out of the way of what's coming through. <laughs> actually, actually, it's very profound what you're sharing for me. Yeah.
3: And so, and so all that's happened when you say surrender. Another way of viewing that is you're loosening the control
2: Mm -hmm,
3: and mm -hmm. the loosening the idea of how it needs to be and you're choosing to trust more totally and trust trust is an act of love Mm -hmm. and the moment that your son is born you are allowing more love Mm -hmm. into your being for, so that you can give it to this, this human and you can receive it from this human. It's unlocked an entirely new capacity for love. Totally new dimension. And that,
2: mm.
3: that is what expands you.
2: Mm. The,
3: the la- allowing more love into your space, which we only expand when we soften. Mm. There's, no, there's no expansion that's forced. Expansion mm-hmm. happens when we soften. And when we soften, it creates space. The inherent thread of creation is love because the entire, all of this is expanding mm. constantly creating and expanding. It's love. Love is the energy. And we, you know, there's a lot of people that's like, Oh, that's super woo woo or whatever. It's not about remove the word love if you want around how you think about it from romance and, and different things. But when you feel love, It's an expansive feeling in your body
2: Mm -hmm.
3: when you feel fear it's a contractive experience in your body Mm -hmm. because what's happening when you feel fear is your body is clamping down to the last known safety of your consciousness and it doesn't allow you to expand because it's in protection mode But when it feels safe, it allows you to expand. And anytime you can expand and open and soften, the thing that's going to fill that space is love. More love. The the only thing that will change that is in a traumatic event, in a Mm -hmm. wound, like in a, like I was sexually abused when I was young. That event of it, it, it was, an event where it now locked in a somatic experience and it, pre- it prevented the expansion. It held in place that thing. And when you get into somatic work, you, it stores literally in the body. And when you start to work through it, through the PTSD and the trauma responses, it's a relaxing, it's a softening. Mm-hmm. And that opening allows more love into the space. Every time you space. expand, more love will come in unless it's a a trauma-wounding experience. More love is going to come in, and that's what expands
2: us. Wow. I love that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Uh, Yeah, profound, profound. And so in terms of relationships, sometimes it feels like some relationships support us in our growth. Some relationships are there to teach us something and potentially – well, they're still supportive to our growth but they actually feel somewhat jarring so is is like can we describe a little bit of uh, that around relationships as well can we unpack some of the for those tuning in like there are some relationships which feel really good and are really supportive but there are some relationships which are just like why the f- did that person walk into my life like it was just a lesson and i know some people can tolerate that but for some people it's like i didn't want that lesson what's going on in those instances in your humble opinion
3: um, well, I, I believe that we will call in the experiences that are going to allow us to get closer to what we desire to experience in life. Mm. So Deep in the conscious say, mind, um, no, for most people it's unconscious. Yeah, um, right. but so give you an example. If I say that I want to have like if I have a vision unconsciously consciously of the type of relationship that is, let's just call it like the ideal perfect relationship. Everyone's going to have a different one, but just for the sake of this conversation, Mm. ideal, perfect relationship. And I have insecurities that caused me to be very, very jealous.
2: Mm.
3: Me desiring that level of conscious relationship where the jealousy is not active in that way and I'm and I'm not the person who's like checking their phone and and blah 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 mm-hmm. in order for me to have that type of relationship me wanting that means I need to call in the type of relationships mm-hmm. that allow me to shift that behavior mm-hmm. the only way that I can shift that behavior is to become aware of that behavior mm-hmm. and so When, if someone's in a toxic abusive relationship, let's say someone's in a physically abusive relationship right now, and Mm -hmm. they are being physically abused and they're being emotionally abused and they are not happy in that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, they are currently a match to that. And the only way for them to move through it is for them to start making different choices, different boundaries, Mm-hmm. Different levels of awareness and choose to show up differently. Mm-hmm. And the reason they may be in that abusive relationship is because they so deeply desire to be in a healthy relationship, but in order for them to actually match to the healthy relationship, they need to work through the incredibly low self-esteem that's allowing them to be treated in a certain way and causing them to quiet their voice and not stand up for themselves. Because I know for myself as an example, I don't desire to be in relationship with someone who's not going to own their truth, speak their truth, and um, someone who's going to let me walk all over them. I don't want to be in relationship with someone like that. Mm. And so that type of person is not a match for me. And so someone who wanted to date someone like myself, as an example, you may need to call in an abusive relationship so that you can eventually go, "I'm I'm not okay with this anymore. Mm. I'm, I'm not a match to this anymore. You own your worth, you own your voice, you improve your self esteem, you own your boundaries. And now you've just become a match to a higher level of relationship. And that process will continue. Mm. And in relationships, that's, that's one thing, but this applies to every area of life. Every area of life, you say. You know how many people say they want a million dollars? They're like, "I would love to be a miner. I want a million dollars." Pretty much everyone on the planet would love to have more money. And yet, at the same time, how many of those people have worked through their scarcity conversation? How many of those people have actually owned their worth to the point where they're willing to take the risk to launch their business or do things? Because most people are not going to make a million dollars working for someone else. Mm. It's a rare thing for you to get employed by someone if you're not the CEO level and, and be a, become a millionaire through that path. That's a very rare thing. So mm. that's why so many people when they say, I want to be a millionaire. Okay. Like now the universe is going to show you all the things you get to work through.
2: Mm. All, all the ways
3: that you're not a match to that. Mm. That's what you're calling in. Awesome. You get to work through your scarcity. You get to work through your work ethic and your laziness and your procrastination. You get to work through that stuff and it's going to show up.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's why, that's why, bro, it's so important for people to have communities around to support them with that process, because that mm. process is scary. That process is triggering and frustrating. And it's, I would not have been able to do it by myself.
2: hmm
3: I wouldn't have been able to do it by myself. I was lucky to be in a very conscious relationship through my initial spiritual awakening and entrepreneurial start. And um, I developed a huge network of amazing humans and community. And then I joined digital ones. I hired coaches. I I participated in retreats and workshops. Like being a part of community and having that support as you go on this journey is, is absolute necessity.
2: Yeah, dude, I totally resonate with that. Thank you so much for sharing yeah that deep part of like yeah our resistance and you know it's what we're calling in as a growth tool but the way you just left off around community is so present and so potent especially at this time that we're alive right now with yeah I just one of my prayers that I consistently keep putting up is just wishing that you know Touchwood here in Melbourne here in Australia we've got a really beautiful community of people growing together um, of all different ages shapes and sizes like I can literally turn around and be like oh I've got elders, like this is dope. Um, but I know so many people don't have that, you know, so many people don't have, yeah, just someone in their sixties that they can call their friend, that they can sit down and glean a whole bunch of wisdom on off of like, how did you go with your business ventures? How did you go in your spiritual development? How did you go in your like relationships? And it is such a game changer just to be able to listen to someone that's walked the path before you and just glean so much, but also like The sense of responsibility that comes through when there's people like age wise behind you as well, like being able to instill values and virtues and wisdom that way as well. And it's like this responsibility because people are handing it to you down as well. The essence of community, the prayer that I keep putting up is just I wish every young man and every girl grows up in with a sense of community. And it finds like i've been doing so many different podcasts on entrepreneurialism on emotional intelligence on spirituality and it seems to be this like hub in the spokes that keep coming off on all these different tangents where it's like the antidote to so many things in our time mental health stuff emotional challenges resilience it keeps coming back to community um you've just shared so profoundly on it again growing community where do people start? Like, where? Well, like, how do you like? Do you access a community? Where do you like? How does this community piece begin? What like? What would you advise someone that's shitting into this podcast and goes, you know what? I've always wanted to connect to a community. Where do I begin? Where do I start?
3: Yeah. Well, if you guys like what I'm speaking to, probably join my online community. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this is the the starting point. But I I would say it on a very general level. It's um. Community to me, the biggest values around community is the safety Mm. that community provides Mm -hmm. and the the ability for community to hold you in a vision of your highest. Mm -hmm. Because what is happening right now, a lot of people don't realize you can follow all of the spiritual teachers you can take all of the classes, the master classes and the mind valleys and the different things. You can take all of the, the video courses yeah. and sign up for all that stuff. Absolutely. But if you are not experiencing a sense of safety, your nervous system is in fight or flight. Your nervous system being in fight or flight means the blood flow is is going to your limbic and amygdala in your brain, which is Going to make it very difficult for you to adopt new ideas. Meaning, it's going to be very difficult for you to expand your consciousness, shift your awareness, and actually make changes that are going to show up in your life in a powerful, empowering way. Hmm. And so, at the end of the day, so many people why they don't see shifts, even though they're they're like following and doing things, is because their, their nervous systems, the physiology of their body is not supporting them Mm. in making those shifts. And so when we have the experience of community, the ability to actually go into, and this, this is in person, but it's also digitally. I've been, I never thought I would start an online community, (laughs) to be honest with you. I, I didn't. And it was at the start of COVID, I was planning my next tour for my poetry show and COVID hit and I went, okay, the tour is canceled. What do people need? And I launched a community and I funded Mm -hmm. it for the first like three months by just self-funded it. And then all I realized the power of it and all of a sudden I went, we can't close this down. There are people who literally said this stopped me from preventing suicide or Mm -hmm. stopped me from committing suicide. And so- whether it's digital or in person, having a community that sees you for your potential and where mm. you're going and, and and you're able to say, I want to create this for my life. And they go, that's totally possible. It's already you. Yeah, <laughs> it's already you. And yeah. then has the space for you to feel seen, heard, and loved. The mm. space for you to go, I can actually talk about what's actually going on. I can be honest about the fact that I'm struggling right now. I can be vulnerable about the fact that I'm I'm having relationship problems right now. I actually uh, am safe enough to let people really see me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: When you have that space, it changes the entire physiology of mm-hmm. your system in a way that will allow you to actually make changes. And without that component, we have people that are stuck in loops. So many mm-hmm. people stuck in loops, and I don't think enough people talk about this. Mm-hmm. And that's why my community, the CREATE community, mm-hmm. um, is, it's funny because we talked about it started with creativity, it's called CREATE, which is, mm-hmm. stands for actually, the Collective Renaissance of Education, Art, Transformation and Entertainment. It is, we are in a global renaissance of every system that we've ever known. Hmm. And so my community is focused on how do we create that intimacy, the actual intimacy that allows for vulnerability, authenticity, and safety. And that space is where now we can start teaching because we definitely, we bring in the facilitators. We have the classes every single week, but if you're not starting from that space, if we're not starting from, Hey, we have a private telegram chat where people are actually sharing about what's going on in their lives. We're asking for help because a loved one's sick or, you know, asking for prayers because they, uh, one of our members cat ran away and was mm. like, can you guys please blah, 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 And then within a couple of days, all the prayers worked, the cat came, we, mm. she found the cat, but like those sorts of places. Mm that safety is the bedrock. And I know that because I went and battled with my depression and PTSD from sexual trauma and all of those things. And so it's been, I've had to learn that the hard way.
2: Mm. 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 Thank you so much for sharing them. I really appreciate your insights and just the importance of the wisdom of community. We've been talking a lot about creativity as well. For those that are tuning into the podcast, it almost seems like rude that I haven't asked this question. So I feel like an obligation to, (laughs) and I kind of want to. Um, Creativity. How do we access it? How do we harness it? Um, How do we access points? Let's talk about access points. What would you say? Because one of the things that I find myself saying a lot to people is just the importance of boredom. And it's like just in a, in, a, in a consistently, and I know you said creativity is pairing multiple things together in your head and maybe like being sporadically like entertained by a whole bunch of stuff in your devices and da, 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 all the time is great because you're pairing a whole new, firing a whole bunch of new stuff. But sometimes you do need a moment to be bored to allow the fucking pairings to happen, right? So I find boredom as like a key bedrock for creativity in my world. Um, is that one of the fundamental tenets in your world? What are some of the key places, key things that we need to access creativity in your opinion?
3: Yeah, few people understand the space that creativity requires.
2: Mm.
3: Creativity requires space. And I could talk about this for so long. It's funny mm. we're just talking about the create community and and um I'm coming into season three back again. I took season two off and I'm coming back into season three and I'm teaching three classes specifically on creativity. Mm. And each class is 90 minutes. So like there's so much Jeez. in the, the time that we have, I just want to like touch on the fact that like it's a whole body of work work. yeah yeah yeah, it's a body of work so i i don't want to to um you know pretend that it can be covered just so quickly but what i will say to give like an analogy for people Mm -hmm. is a mat you know in the movies when you're like hacking into a bank they're hacking into a bank and there's that like status bar as it's like trying to figure out the password and it's And there's a status bar and there's always, you know, like Tom Cruise hanging on by one hand from a helicopter while everyone's trying, you know what I mean? Like there's all these things that's happening. And so, for some reason the program knows how long it's going to take to crack the, the password, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make sense to me because you'd think <laughs> it would just randomly hit it and like, whatever point is that, is as this status bar is going, what is happening is it's trying all these different permutations of letters and numbers and characters and stuff to find the password so that it clicks, right? Mm. That's the process of creativity. You're putting together your brain is putting together patterns and blah 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 blah. And imagine what that computer that they're hacking into the the bank would do if while it was running that program, it was also streaming Netflix on Facebook, downloading a bunch of music and, and then like running spot. You know what I mean? Like it would slow that process down significantly. This is your brain. This is the process of creativity. When you are managing in your mind 18 different things and you're thinking about all of those things and jumping from this thing to that thing it's not as simple as oh i have a 30 minute window let me be creative
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's it's not that simple because you still have all those tabs open it takes me 30 minutes just to shut those tabs down
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know and if the process of creativity is putting together those patterns i get to sit and let my brain Do that hacking program as efficiently as possible and sit there with my poetry journal and go, okay, what's coming through? This is okay. What I'll say is every single poem I've ever written, I've gotten frustrated while writing the poem. I've wanted to stop. I've thought to myself, I don't, every time I stare at a blank page in my poetry journal, I think to myself, I don't think I, there's any poetry left in me. I don't think I'll ever write another poem. I'm not sure why anyone <laughs> thought I was any good at this. Um, and, and that process is important because what is happening is you're walking through the edges of, of what you've been able to do. You're walking through the edges, you're hitting the edges of what you've known, and you're venturing beyond those edges. Mm
2: -hmm. And
3: that process requires you to walk through those fears, doubts, insecurities, limiting beliefs, all of the things like we talked about. You're going to have to walk through those in order to put together the new patterns. That's the process. Mm -hmm. And when we understand that process and we give ourselves space for it, and we give ourselves grace where we're not just beating ourselves up about it, um... Then the entire process can become much more fun mm. and less painful. But I do I do think that um, it's impossible to be creative without experiencing your edges, and those edges can be frustrating, uncomfortable, or, or, or something like
2: that. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, bro. And I know that in a couple of weeks, Love Fest is coming up. What is Love Fest? Tell us a little bit about what's going on here. Why relationships? Yeah. What is going on? We have the
3: Create Love Fest. Yes. This a, uh, yeah. This is a yeah, this is a three-day, three-day mini festival happening inside my online community, the Create Community, which the website is the I don't know if you can put things in show notes and stuff. Yeah, totally. We'll um, look it all up. Yeah, totally. But um basically, I have I'm in 2022, My commitment is to actually start sharing teaching and and supporting people around relationships Mm. breakups dating being in conscious relationships sexual energy all of it it's been my major curriculum Mm. (laughs) major curriculum for anyone who's seen like my youtube show the art of choosing love or my listens to my deep dive podcast or anything like relationships have played a major major role um as they do for a lot of people and Mm. so um I think it's time to step into that, and and one of the ways that I want to do that is the week before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe the dates are the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth of February. Mm-hmm. We are going to have this three-day online festival where I'm going to bring in experts around breakups, mm-hmm. dating,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and relationships, mm-hmm. and those those three key areas of all relating to love. Um, and there's going to be three teachers each day for three Mm -hmm. days, we're going to have a Facebook group for an entire week. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of magic that's going to be happening. And so anyone who's interested in really doing a deep dive into all the dynamics of love uh, this is an excellent way to do it because, you know, just like your circle, my Rolodex of people that I call in for these things are some of the best in the world. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited to, to, Uh, do that and open up because I think that our relationships are our biggest dojo Mm.
2: you know
3: you want to grow you actually want to expand it's going to happen in relationship relationship to yourself sure absolutely and relationship to the world and the people around you which is just giving more information about what's going on inside yourself anyway Mm. and so um yeah, it's, it's time, bro. It's time. I, I really, I'm going to release two books in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go back on the road with a, another poetry show centered mm-hmm. all around relationships. It's like I finally time, finally feel ready to, to
2: enter that space. I love that. I love that. I feel like the next time we'll be doing a podcast, it'll be even more steeped to relationships, less one dedicated so much to creativity as well. I love that the creativity is being fostered and nurtured for the next thing to come through right here, right now. And the way you describe it, bro, like yeah, it's, you know, leaning back into the episode a little bit, you know, we, we talked about the gym metaphor a little bit for our personal and spiritual development. And it's like, you know, with the gym, like you look at the mirror and you can sort of see, okay, yep. You know, got to work on that or got to work on this and relationships, like you described, there's such, such a good dojo. It's literally mirrors for our, what I call our soul. Cause you can actually like, there's no mirror for your soul. You can't really see it until you see it reflected in another and you go, oh, my limiting beliefs or, oh, my potential oh, things that really inspire me and inspire my growth and evolution. Bro, just before I let you go, I gotta ask you, what does inspired evolution mean to you? What is your hope for tomorrow? What is your, what is your, yeah. When you think about like self and collective, like one or the other or both infused together on a path, like inspired to evolve, what do you hope for tomorrow? What does inspired evolution mean to you, bro?
3: I believe that the most impactful thing we can do for the world is learn to love life. And so if you want to inspire evolution in others, you got to learn to love life. That, I, I, it's that simple to me. If you do not love life, if you do not love this life, then that's your work. You're like, you want to know your, your purpose? I was like, well, what was my purpose? What's my purpose? Learn to love your life. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee you the things that you start doing, whether it's writing poetry, whether it's launching a new business, whatever, the things you start doing will naturally fall in place along the journey of learning and then living a life that you love. And so to me, there is no, um, the the evolution of our species doesn't necessarily mean positive progress. (laughs) Mm. We can evolve, we could evolve in ways that lead to our, our, you know, the demise of humanity. That's possible. So the question is, if you're creating for all the people listening to this, you're creating, we just talked Mm. about this. You're creating in every moment. Mm -hmm. If you don't love your life, you are creating your businesses. You're creating your poetry. You're creating your, your words from a space that has the energy of, I don't really love this thing. Mm. And so- just like spend your time figuring out how to love it more so that every word you speak comes from that place because that's the energy that this one needs.
2: I love that. And one of the key things uh, that reminds me of is like, I remember having Dr. Shrikh Maireau on the podcast and asking him, he said, there's always two things in operation, what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I was sort of like, okay. And then I always like, I, from a I was like, what's more important, what you're doing or how you do it? And he's like, it's infinitely more important how you do it. And that's what I'm hearing this as well. Do it with Love bro. I, man, thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> it feels silly just saying a simple little thank you <laughs> with the depth and abundance with which you've shared yourself with us here today. But I've got to say, express my gratitude somehow. So thank you so much, Brother Bear, for, for doing this with us here today. Such a treat to have you on as always. And I know it's not just this moment that we get to steep in this yummy, deep conversation. It's a lifetime's work that informs it. Thank you so much for always showing up, being present, doing the work on behalf of myself, the Inspired Evolution tribe and audience, man, wishing you all the best on your path, brother. Yeah. Mm
3: yeah thank you for being here and, and if, for everyone who's enjoyed this um, I look forward to connecting you You know, find me online I got plenty of space and man if only they'd heard the first 10 minutes because you know, <laughs> you know they, they missed the best so I hope this was good enough
2: <laughs> this is just a tribute <laughs> to the greatest nah. 10 minute podcast in the world
3: <laughs> yeah thanks for having me on brother I really really appreciate it um, it's, you're, you're such a great host and it's always a pleasure
2: oh. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations, and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, try remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.